everybody. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Marketing Cranks. I think we're up to episode episode five now. This is indeed episode five. Yeah, it's uh, we just continue to we're getting good at this. Yeah, we're getting good at this we and uh, getting some good feedback. Uh, more and more people are listening in, so it's pretty fun. I think we're committed now. I think so. You know, and that's we were. We're having some fun with the uh, stats, looking at the global reach. Yeah, a lot of global uh, reach. There's guys in uh, Ukraine, Australia. Yeah. You have a buddy in Maine. I that, do. Apparently, that, is big, so. Big. So, thank you for listening. By yeah, the way. thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, you know, our global community <laughs> listening, uh, loyal listeners listening to marketing cranks. Very much appreciate it. So, we're at the end of a calendar year, and for most companies, not all, but for most organizations, we're talking about planning for the next year. Yeah, right. For sure. And when you build a plan, we need to talk about money. Yes, we do. Show me the money. How do you build a budget? That's right. This is the show me the money episode of Marketing Cranks. And this is um, a frequent topic of conversation both internally uh, amongst companies, which is how should should I spend money on marketing? Sometimes is an initial question, right? And then it's how should I spend? What should I spend? Where should I spend? How do I measure the success of that spending? And so we thought, um, spend a little bit of time on on budgets broadly. I thought would be yeah. what we thought would be a good idea, a good way to kind of capstone the year here um, as we look towards 2017. And, and Brian, you had shared um, a really cool article earlier today on the awesome Heinz Marketing Slack channel. Um, which <laughs> love that. You gotta love Slack. You, you really know? do. And most of the time, there's business related stuff on there. Most there. of the time, I yeah. Or there's you know memes start flying around right. or whatnot, but. Uh, but this was on, uh, Gartner did a CMO spend survey, um, and their broad sort of, I guess, uh, headline on this thing is that budgets are going to go up in 2017. And um, what was interesting about it is the, the first line of this thing, and we'll, we'll put the link to the um, to this this report up on the uh, on the podcast uh, description, I guess is where I can yeah. put that. Uh, but it talked about um, they use sort of percentage of revenue, right? So their marketing budgets continue their steady ascent in 2016, climbing to 12% of company revenue, according to Gartner. Yeah, that's really interesting, right? So, and you know, that's there's a little bit of history here with Gartner predicting marketing spend. Um, you know, what what was this? Uh, 2012, I believe, or 2013, approximately. Um, they came out with their marketing budget predictions where CMOs were going to spend more on technology than CIOs. So they would have a greater spend on certain line items than somebody or a function within an organization that traditionally spent a tremendous amount of money annually. And now we're starting to see, one of the things that's interesting with this Gartner survey is they are talking about the percentage of revenue um, attributing that or allocating that to marketing budgets, right? And so uh, Gartner is saying that budgets in certain size organizations, you know, we're talking enterprise-level organizations, um, 12% of co- company revenue. And in some cases, it could be as much as 13 or even 14%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's interesting to me, and I, there's all kinds of thoughts that, that run through my head. But um, yeah, I thought it was a um, 
it's a top-down way to look at budgeting. And uh, maybe I just have, have never, I guess I've run scenarios like this before, but I'm not sure that's the one that, at least in my experience, has been the one that, that sort of is the final plan. It's not just, hey, here's our revenue. It's predictable over the course of the year, and we're going to spend, you know, we're going to do a million dollars this year, so here's $100,000 in marketing right. we're going to spend. I, I spend a little more time uh, on the bottoms-up approach, right? And especially if you're a small organization or a rapidly growing organization and you've got, you know, limited resources and you're trying to figure out how to allocate it, um, it can sometimes be I only have this amount of money to spend towards marketing, and so That's how right. should I allocate that? Uh, sometimes, um, you know, as we were talking about before we went live here, uh, was that you know you can sometimes do some math and knowing like if you know what your customer acquisition cost is and you know what your conversion rates are and you know your cost per lead and whatever, you can sort of do this interesting bottoms up math to sort of make a, a little bit of a predictive model on there. Um, but I still do think that the, when the when the when the rubber meets the road, it's it's should I become a mega plutonium sponsor at this massive industry event and it's going to consume 100% of my budget? Um, should I think that I'm going to be able to capture people online through, you know, pay-per-click advertising? I think right. the tactics is where uh, sometimes there can be a little bit of a, of a of confusion or, or inefficiency in this. And so, you know, when I've uh, done these or helped folks with them, we were talking about this before as well, which is, Someone says, okay, I've got to put a budget together. Maybe some of you are in this situation right now. Yep. Right? What's our 17 budget? Um, it can be a little bit of a black hole, and I think structurally you just have to sort of look at it. And I think that, that you can make some not-so-good decisions in budgeting. Um, yes, if, if, very <laughs> much so. Very, yes, um, absolutely. And would love to hear, and you've seen a lot of stuff over the years, right? So how have you, how, what have you seen in terms of sort of poor budgeting decisions, not because necessarily someone was... Um, uh, intentionally working to do something poorly or, or uh, we're trying to place blame on anybody. But like, right. if we think about dollars being available, like how have you seen money being spent in the past that is just maybe not the right way or the right priority? Yeah, there's a number of instances uh, working either as an employee at a company or with, our, with my clients here at Heinz Marketing. <clears throat> uh, I think one of the Big areas where companies get into trouble and they spend money, um, maybe not as wisely as they should. It, really focusing on tactical mm. situations or tactical programs or tactical events. But I think a lot of companies can spend money that maybe is not the best way to allocate it on events. Mm. So if um, let's say you have an audience that. You know, it's, it's just a huge audience that goes to Dreamforce every year, right? And do you want to become that mega plutonium sponsor of Dreamforce where you're spending $250,000 just on the sponsorship and then you have $100,000 on the exhibit because it's a 40 by 40 exhibit. And then you have staff, staffing costs, T&E, you got to have the swag, the collateral. So... To measure the results from that at the end of the year, you know, just to go in and have an event, you know, we've got to go to this event. We've got to be this sponsor. Maybe it makes sense for the business, but uh, I think companies can make uh, a better decision about how they approach events in particular. I, I am a big fan of doing events but doing them the right way and doing them smartly. So I've seen a lot of organizations that um, they've, they've gotten themselves into a hole over committing and biting too much off um, uh, with events. Another area that 
in particular that I see a lot of questionable spending, I guess, is around marketing technology. And I think, you know, there's so, so much hype and so much activity and so much excitement around marketing technology, lots of shiny objects out there, lots of, <laughs> lots of trendy topics and whatnot. <clears throat> it's really easy to sign up for a technology and spend $500 a month for some platform here and then another $500 a month and then $1,000 a month. And then we got to go get this platform over here because everybody else is using it. And there's no freaking plan, right? There's, there's no plan behind why you're buying that technology. Now, you develop a plan, you may not know that there is technology that can help you achieve that, or you may identify something later on in the year that could help support what you're doing. I'm not suggesting that you're gonna know every single thing, but be smart about it. Don't buy some, uh, some technology platform that you're not even going to be prepared to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt, right? That's the, the classic sort of, you know, the, the technology is the enabler. Right, you it's have to absolutely figure out what you're trying to do beforehand, and it's almost like there's this sort of uh, graveyard of marketing technology that companies have have bought, or they're underutilized, or con you know concerned with, or there's turnover, and the person that championed it is gone, and this zombie account, whoever the provider is, yeah. is sort of sitting out there incurring costs or whatever it may be. And um, I mean, I, and I agree with. So I think that I think that, that, that technology definitely has a um, has a role in your budget. Yes, right. it does. Um, and it should be looked at as a way to either help you scale or help you personalize or generate some additional efficiencies or, or give you levels of insight, right? Those are sort of the drivers that go beyond that. Right. Um, you know, and, 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 and again, as you, as you look towards making purchase decisions, you know, I, I think that, that, they're, that IT people have been schooled uh, and understand how to procure technology, right? They know how this whole process works. I think marketing people are learning this process. And I think that a lot of technology is bought by marketers without a clear understanding of business requirements, right, of, of match to the particular scenarios or the needs. And I'm not advocating that, you know, we have to return to the world of hundreds of pages of RFPs, but sort of the consciousness of what you're trying to buy, I think, is an important thing. Um, you also brought up events. Yes. Um, and yep. events, and again, in the marketing playbook, events are critically important. Um, and there is sometimes this fear of missing out, right? If there's a particular event in your industry, and Dreamforce is a fantastic event. I mean, Mark Benioff is a showman, and there is, I mean, I don't even know where they go next year. With you two this year, uh, and, and, you know, 120,000 your closest friends. Um, but you have an event that's bigger than the Super Bowl in terms of attendance. I mean, yeah. come on. Right. You I mean, know, but, so, but if that's who your customers are, right, or if that's who your partners are, or if that's what it is, and those have to be the drivers to inform that decision. Um, but, you know, I think that, that to me, you know, like structurally, if you step back and you think about marketing budgets and marketing uh, planning, which I think are very intertwined, is like, okay, great. If you want to put your 2017 budget today, together, let's say, let's say you have $100 to spend on marketing in 2017. Yes. My view, this is program budget. We can talk about staffing. Um, uh, so $100 specific. in budget specifically for programs. Yeah, programs, right? I'm gonna, in, in programs, I'm going to dump in demand gen, and I'm going to dump in technology there. I'm going to dump in events. I'm going to dump in you know, PR awareness, uh, whatever it may be, content marketing broadly, right? Um, my view is when I, when, I, when I ran this, if you gave me $100, which you're happy to, if you'd like to give me $100. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Right. Um, I'd spend between 60 and $70, or 60 and $70 of that $100 on demand generation specifically, right? Right. Working to drive leads. And there's a lot of tactics we can kind of I'd probably spend 10 to $20 of that on awareness, which I'm not going to call PR. Uh, to me, is awareness, right? That's about 
uh, upper funnel, reaching either your direct audience or those who influence your audience. Yep. And I'd spend another 10 or 20 bucks um, on the technology to enable those core things that I'm investing in right. in those two buckets. Um, and I'll put in, um, I'm going to put maybe into demand gen some of the event type stuff, depending on how your business runs. If all your deals get done at one or two or specific events a year, right, then maybe that's its own budget line item and that you need to know that. But there's a dependability thing here, which says if I put the money in here, I'm going to get something out of it. I'm not just sending, you know, five of my team members to Scottsdale, Arizona to the right. whatever the resort to, sta to stand around the booth and, and come back with, you know, maybe one or two quality conversations. Right. Um, so that's how I'd break it down, you know, and, and um, again, do a lot of this. Uh, we've got a, a template that we use here, a template I've used uh, over the years. Again, I'll make it available on the on the summary here just to sort of run your model. But it but what it gets back to, it's back to the Gartner report here, which is like you still kind of have to know what you are allocated, what you want to spend, or what you need to spend, right? And I think the, the cleanest sheet is to say if you're going to do a million in revenue and, you know, it's going to take this amount of leads to get to this amount of opportunities to this amount of revenue um, to be able to quantify each of those steps. Right? Yeah, and that's, that's what I really like to look at, especially, you know, in the world that I'm focused on and B2B demand generation, revenue marketing, what can we do that actually helps either source or influence revenue, right? And, you know, I, I like how you broke down the, the $100 there, you know, the $60 to $70 on demand generation programs. That can cover all kinds of different channels. That oh, yeah. can include some content in there um, outside of, you know, some of the other awareness things that you looked at or content marketing budget. <clears throat> because we are getting so much better at measuring our influence um, on revenue, mm -hmm. whether or not we directly source revenue or through strong sales and marketing alignment, mm -hmm. able to influence revenue and accelerate deals coming through. Um, if we're capturing data in the technology the right way, we can see how that all works. Mm -hmm. So the better we're able to capture that data and measure our effectiveness the more clout or the more credibility CMOs have in asking for budget, yep. right? So um, as if you yeah, have we, a we know We know this will work in this way, so therefore let me go get some additional dollars that I can actually you know, push the accelerator to the floor. Exactly, and I think CMOs should be prepared for a conversation with a CFO where maybe a CFO comes to the CMO proactively, independently, if I gave you 10% more budget, what sort of impact would you have on the revenue, revenue yep. um, pipeline? Uh, you know, what, what could we measure with that? If you don't have the data to, to say what you yeah, can actually question, affect, right? you're, that's going to yeah. be a problem. No, that's, an awesome, then the, that's, that's an awesome way to look at it. So, so then the other thing is, you know, so the CFO comes to you with that dream situation. If you're not prepared to answer that question, potentially that's a problem. I think CMOs should look at if they had that situation fall in their lap, would they be able to answer that question? Mm -hmm. And then the other way to look at it is, you know what? We're building some momentum here. I need to get 10% more budget. I have to ask for that. How can you justify that? How can you back that up? Can you have? Can you demonstrate the, uh, provide the evidence right. that shows if you were to plug, you know, 20 more dollars into demand generation programs, 
that would give you a 10% lift yeah. to the rest yeah. of the year. And, and you know? there's always variability, right, in terms of knowing how it's all going to yield. That's right. right. And, I, and I think that that variability shouldn't scare someone off from doing that type of calculation, right? It literally is sort of your pro forma. It's the, all yeah. right, here's the deal. I think that this additional investment is going to yield this additional thing, and this is why we're doing it. I mean, ultimately, an investment in marketing is to scale the business. That's right. Um, yeah. And getting it dialed in enough to kind of know how those dollars work. I mean, there are, you know, th there are ways to successfully market your business without having to spend a bunch of money on programs. But you're still investing. You're investing your time. You're investing your staff. Right. Um, all those things sort of sort of go into it. And as we as we uh, were talking about budget breakdown, what I what I didn't use as one of the categories of my budget was what you should spend on Heinz marketing, um, <laughs> which is in the template, by the way. So, so but it's, it's the question of, of bringing in outside expertise, right? Right. So we, the balance we, of internal or outsourcing, yeah. right? And so we, you know, we we are certainly have one perspective here, right? But having both of us sort of been on both sides of the fence uh, or both sides of the table, um, you know, the role of an outside uh, service provider can be very valuable. Incredibly valuable. But yeah, used the right way. <laughs> but it has to be managed and controlled and known and understood. And I think that that bringing in um, you know, consultants or agencies or whatever it may be, um, you have to look at that through the lens of, okay, great, I'm going to allocate this percentage of my budget to demand gen and sort of hold it to that same accountability yeah. um, um, to do that, right? And again, there's no shortage of people out there that can help you do those things. But I think, again, the step back is um, just to your point, right, which is, okay, great, uh, Brian, I'm going to give you 10% more marketing budget, right? Your sure, first answer shouldn't be, well, I'm going to go hire, you know, this third party to do these things. You yeah. think, well, what I really could allocate that is I need to do some more upper funnel awareness building. I need to get out, you know, and do a little more thought leadership. I think we're a little light in that regard, um, and that's where I'm going to put the money in. And then how will you do that? Right. Right. How how will you implement that? What what areas? And you know, um, potentially these are the outcomes based on what we've seen, and this is where it's going to add some value to yeah. us later down the line. Yeah, for sure. So um, so you know we we. Talked a little bit about some some bad experiences, um, and you know, building the model. Um, are there any other areas around the mechanics of budgeting that you would look at uh, that that yeah, might I, be helpful? I think back to your conversation with your CFO, right? And this is even uh, with your CEO. Great, I'm going to give you a hundred dollars to work on on marketing, right? Or a thousand, or a hundred thousand, or whatever it is. I think you have to. Think about it, um, you don't have to be an accountant, but think about it from their perspective, which is sort of the cash flow impact of spending a bunch of money. Like if you're the mega plutonium sponsor and it's gonna be $250,000, and that's gonna have to be paid in the first quarter for an event that doesn't occur until the third quarter, um, like literally, you know, know your monthly spend and where your impact is. And, and organizationally, if you're, if you're really trying to grow fast and you wanna front load all that stuff into the first quarter, yes. And you're going to be really light um, on, on the out quarters. If you want to just have a methodical plan, all right, think about how you're allocating your cash and allocating your spend over the course of time. I think, I think that it's, it's not just, oh, here's my budget and here's the things I'm going to do, um, because that, that exercise of sort of knowing where things are going to impact or where they're actually going to um, hit sort of the expense light item, um, it's just a more sort of sophisticated way to think about overall Yeah, and I think if, if when you have that sophistication and plan, again, that's just another element of, I guess, uh, maturity mm -hmm. maybe for a lot of um, marketing leaders. <clears throat> uh, you know, over the years, uh, for at least early part of my career, 
you know, marketers were, they were just known for spending money, right? right. And it was all activity-based marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd have collateral, you'd have trade show events, you'd have lots of direct mail. And as long as you had some leads, whatever those may be coming in, you know, that was the way that you, okay, we need this money to do this with a PR firm, Mm -hmm. run some ads, do direct mail, and go to some trade shows. Okay, fine. Now we have to have accountability to that and also show to an extent what we feel will have an impact to the business in terms of generating revenue. And I, I like that. Um, I, I like being able to have a seat at that table as opposed to sitting at the little kids' table when you <laughs> very, have ve- very appropriate for the holiday time. Uh, very I appropriate, know. right? So you have you can have you. I've seen plenty of organizations where they have VPs of everything else except marketing. And there may be a director of marketing communications there, and it's because with that type of organization. Marketing may not have credibility, and maybe this is an exercise of building credibility because you're going to be able to show uh, some some impact to the business. Yeah, no doubt, right? I mean, that's what we we, we often or always talk about revenue plan and marketing activities need to be mapped against the revenue plan. And so that's a one way to sort of see where you are relative to your day-to-day activity. But again, if you've got a 17 revenue plan, 18 revenue plan, right, however with a yeah. client, whatever the horizon is for your own planning, you know, your, the granularity that you can provide to support that number, if there's this huge level of assumption that, 20, that the fourth quarter of 2017 is going to be 3x the first quarter of 2017, and your sales cycle is six months, like where do you need to make that investment to, to try to hit that revenue number? Right? Yeah, and that needs to be, refle- to me, that needs to be reflected in the budget, and then that's the conversation, which is I'm going to spend a ton of money in the first quarter because I'm going to have to, it's going to take that long to take net new leads and get them through our sales process so we can hit that number in the That's quarter. right. So that in November, you all of a sudden don't have everybody in a firefighting panic. Too we late. need to generate leads. We've got to, you know, we've Too got late. to fill the pipeline to because we, we have to hit this number by the end of the fiscal year, right? It's not going to work. Yeah, it's too late. It's, it's just too late. And, you know, maybe the crisis mode will help you feel better, but um, it's, you're not going to you're yeah. not going to succeed there. Agreed. Right. And it's so back to your, your question. Right. I think that I think that is the, the way to think about that. Right. Is instead of just doing it's not a it's not a, a, an allocation exercise to build a marketing budget. Right. It's a it's a it's an exercise to support the revenue plan. Yes. And that's sort of how you should look at that lens. And then that becomes a unified conversation. Um, I also definitely think that in your your budget, uh, you know, in your under your line items of you know awareness or under demand generation, right? If there's only one or two things you're doing, uh, you're not doing enough. Yeah, don't don't rely on a single maybe nope. a single channel at like just email. For even example. if it really really works well, and you've got the historical data, you should build into your plan and into your discipline. And I, I advocate this all the time: have an experimentation budget. $200, right. $2,000. You never know what you right. will discover that works or doesn't work. So that, you know, if you find, if you discover something that works, you, you weren't touching it before or doing anything with it, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been a little bit of discussion almost. We've, we've gotten so sort of quantitative in some of our marketing return on investment exercises that new stuff is not even entertained. Well, yeah, it's $2,000. You know, well, how many leads are we going to get out of it? Well... 
I don't know. Measuring what matters, right? Right. But the, but the forecast says we're going to get this many, and this is the expectation, so let's test this and see. Absolutely. And yeah. if it fails, it fails. And so you have to build that tolerance within your own organization and your institution. Yeah. But again, this is back to this notion of iterative because like nothing stays the same, right? And, and, and you, run a, you run a campaign a year ago and it performs swimmingly, we could try the same campaign this year and it won't. It could to be a total dog. Right, because right? stuff so. changes, right? Or preferences change, or audience changes, or behaviors change, or where people are getting their information changes. So I think that's a, an important thing to build in as well and not just, you know, look, we're going to go and we're going to buy this, you know, full meal deal, very expensive, you know, sponsored webinar, content distribution thing we're going to get you know, a thousand leads from this publisher uh, when you have absolutely no idea the quality <laughs> or right. the conversion rate or whatever it is. I mean, I think those are important things to forecast your number to, and there's no shortage of those things out there, right? Um, but in order to know if they work for you, they will work, but the question is, will they work for you? Right. And I right. think that's part of what you got to build into this. And so that would be, you know, if there's one thing you take away from this, of many, right? It's like just have the discipline around experimentation budget and just make that part of the DNA of your organization. And let your CFO know, <laughs> right, that there's a certain amount of this budget which is sort of the, it's the scrum, right? You're just trying to figure out what maybe some new stuff is. You're not going to blow the budget. You're not going to cripple the organization. No one's going to miss a quarter because, you know, you're going to overspend because you're going to gate it. Uh, but in order to keep yourself innovative, I think you got it. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. In fact, uh, one of my favorite CMOs, Beth Comstock, um, well, she's no longer CMO. She's vice chair of GE. Um, I listened to her speak one time, and she actually um, told or had her staff um, use that discipline to have that experimental yeah. I don't want to call it slush fund. That sounds terrible. But you have you have that ten percent of your budget or your five percent of your budget that's set aside for opportunities that may come up down the line. But if you have that one hundred that original one hundred dollars yep. that we were talking yep. about, and you know that sixty to seventy dollars of that will be in demand generation programs, um, and that's mapped against the revenue goals and what you need to do to perform there and keep your job and help grow the business. You know, if you have another ten dollars on top of that, you know that's that's a good that's goodness. I think, uh, and I agree with you. I like the innovation. Yeah. Uh, well, it's done. On it's done intentionally as well, right? It's done to it's done to feed the other sort of major categories. It's done to yep. feed. It could be an event. It could be a flyer on an event. You don't know. Go and grab someone and send somebody there. Right? You don't have to do the giant sponsorship. There just could be a gathering of people you think come together or. We don't know. This is this new technology that some little startup has gone and changed the world with. Um, they're looking for big customers or new customers. They're willing to work with you. So scope out a pilot to see if it works for you. Yeah, you, there's. I guarantee you there will be opportunities next fall in 2017 that you have no idea will be there now. Right. There's no crystal ball that will identify those opportunities. And then, you know, th this thought just cropped into my mind. Um, uh, I think CMOs, uh, marketing programs, managers that have budgets, marketing directors, they can get better at extending the budgets that they have. So if there is an opportunity to take advantage of maybe a sponsorship at an event, what about uh, partnering with another company at that event and you only spend half of yep. what you written. So you're, you know, it's basic stuff. It's not, you know, there's no real super magic 
there, yeah, but, but, but yeah, it's, you're, it's, you're it's, extending it's, your budget, right? And, and you're sharing the risk right. and you're getting creative yeah. and uh, you never know. You could hit a home run with something like that because, you know, we, Heinz Marketing, we did a fantastic event earlier this year. Um, it was fantastic for us in terms of awareness and just reach and getting to the right audience. Um, and we generated a good amount of quality, quality leads. <clears throat> we just recently did a co-marketing program uh, based on a piece of content with another organization. And it didn't cost us anything. Yeah. All we had to do was put together the content. We actually doubled the amount of leads we got from that marketing program compared to the event in terms of the quality leads that we generated. So. Uh, it's kind of interesting just to look at what could deliver in certain areas yeah. over others, and I think it's about being creative, right? Those just are being those creative. are and being open to it, and as opposed to you know being complacent, right? And and you know again, I the the the, the topic is around budget today, and I think the budget is the lens to look at this through, and how you in, are you intentional with how you're sort of spending the money that you have been given or that you've been asked yeah. to provide a plan for that it relates to the revenue plan that you're trying to do. But you know, if you're just doing the same thing year over year over year, uh, that may work in the short term. Um, but again, I just think that, like you're just saying, you, you, a new company, a new opportunity, a new audience, a new platform, um, you've just got to build that into your DNA to, 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 to do yeah. that and be creative. And it, it's not risk-taking. Uh, you know, if you think of it as risk, then, then maybe you're leaning a little too far in uh, in terms of what your tolerance is for, for your experimentation. I think if you just have an open mind, you're continually looking ahead. Um, the opportunities will emerge, and you'll be amazed. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a risk there, a risk aversion sometimes, or maybe there's a comfort zone that, that people can fall into that it's just the way we do things here. And if that's the case, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and it's a sense that your, your budget almost becomes your, it's, it's, it comes to life in this regard, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a planning and execution document much more than it is just put all the numbers of the cells and let's see what they calculate up to, okay? And that's what we all agree is going to be spent, yep. right? You use it on a, on a, it shouldn't be something you're only looking at this time of year. <laughs> right. <laughs> and see how you did versus what you said. It it's a be, living it's, tool, yeah, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a planning and an operational management tool. Um, that you certainly uh, uh, um, can do that. So, so that's sort of the program lens of it. Um, and we haven't talked much about staffing, probably a topic for another day. Yeah, that's of, probably uh, another topic because there are all kinds of things we could talk about with staffing. Um, but, uh, you know, so check out the Gartner survey. We'll have the link uh, yep. available for you. You know, they're predicting 13 to 14% of revenues that a lot of organizations um, we'll have uh, for their marketing budget, which is very interesting, an interesting way to, to look at, you know, allocating budget. Um, so be curious to hear how your budgeting and planning process is going for 2017, how you are looking at it, uh, how you're held accountable, um, some of the challenges you have. So uh, really appreciate any feedback, any ideas, um, any input. We'd just love to hear your stories. And if we could, we'd love to be able to share that. Yeah, for sure. And, and we will uh, we'll make the, uh, the budgeting template, the marketing budgeting template. I'll put that up as a, it's a nice tool. Yeah, as a Google sheet, right? I mean, I think it's going to have to be customized to everybody, but at least it gives you a little bit of frame. It's a good reference. starting point for sure. Um, and I'll put that up there as well. And as Brian said, you know, we are 
uh, continuing to enjoy our Marketing Cranks episodes and um, always interested in feedback yeah. or topic suggestions or even questions you may have. I'm not sure that our, our listener base hasn't grown to the point yet where we can take phone calls and, and do the Q&A. It's, it's going to come soon. Unless, I can feel it. Unless I can we totally feel it. faked it, uh, which would be very You know, and I was thinking we may have to take a road show because those <laughs> listeners in Australia... Um, uh, you know, parts of Europe, stuff like that. I don't know. We may have to take this on the road. Right. We'll, we'll have to see if we can talk to Matt about that. For I don't sure. know. We do appreciate everyone <laughs> listening. Uh, spread the word. Vote us up. Give us five stars or wherever you can, wherever you're picking us up. We're continuing to try to expand our distribution. And uh, appreciate everyone tuning in today. Thanks, everybody. All right. Happy marketing. Happy selling.